Hello and welcome to <laughs> welcome to the second episode of Dev Party. We're having a Dev Party here. I'm Eric, and over there is Vanya. Say hi, Vanya. Hi. Hey, uh, Vanya. What are you developing today? I am developing my first test roll of Tasma Negrat Two Hundred. I am developing my, like, 4,000th test roll of Tasmanicrat 200. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm having so much trouble with this, I had to uh, bring in Vanya here. <laughs> so I guess we should explain... Oh, you, oh yes? Yes. I guess we should, you gave me the time, I'm doing 10 minutes. You were doing 10 minutes, yeah, I'm doing 12. Yes. You were using what developer? HC 110, uh, developer B. Yeah. So that is 16 milliliters for 500 milliliters of water. Sounds about... So just one roll of 35 milliliter. Yeah, yeah, I am... That's a whole lot of milliliters. It is, it's, it's about 500. <laughs> I'm doing it in rotanol, 1 plus 50, for 12 minutes. Uh, this is a new time I'm working on. We think we've got the ISO of this film down to, what was it, 12? I shot this whole roll at 12. Yes, I did some sporadic stuff, but 12 seems to be about right. So this film is the film that we will hopefully be making available to listeners and whomever, whoever else wants to, wants to take it. We got a thousand feet of it. We are considerably less than a thousand feet at this point, but hopefully it's going to be a fun film to work with, a real low ISO sort of experience. Yes. What, what did you shoot this roll? Uh, Location-wise? Location-wise, it was, um, I think it was just around the apartment complex where I'm in. How about you? Uh, downtown LA. Oh. Yeah, just walking around. Uh, I actually took two cameras. I shot the Tasma in my Minolta XE7. Nice. It has 12 ISO um, on there as a setting, so I thought that would just make it a lot more simple for me. Yes. And then I brought your Argus C3 brick <laughs> and shot Kodak Max 400, which was like this random roll. I developed that last night and nothing really came out at all. Pretty bummed I didn't get anything on the first roll, but that's kind of my fault. I think that maybe I need to put reliable film in unreliable cameras at least the first time around. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a good rule of thumb, really. It's a good rule of thumb. It's just like testing like this, this film that we're talking about, uh, testing that in reliable mm-hmm. cameras. You used a Remolta, I used a, I think a Ricoh KR-10 or something like that, but they both are metered for, for 12. And yes. it makes things just so much easier. Absolutely. It really does. I love that little camera, too. I actually didn't have a strap on that either, so I was like, you, I was going strapless. You were double fisting it. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> so I have six minutes and 30 seconds. Nice. I've got about a seven and a half. I am actually just doing a water stop bath because I don't care. What are you doing? I am doing, uh, for the first time in a little while, I'm doing an acid stop. Ooh. And so I thought we'd take this opportunity to hopefully quickly talk about stop baths. Now for the uninitiated, stop baths are the chemical that is added to the uh, developing tank after you pour out the developer. It's to literally stop the development. A lot of people use water and that basically dilutes the developer and that's fine. 
That usually works. Uh, some people, actually a lot of people, use acid stop baths, and those quickly stop the developer. Basically what stop baths do is they change the pH of the developer to the point that it stops developing. Uh, acid stop baths are like the ones you can buy. You know, anything that says like odorless or indicator stop, those are all acid stops. They are the fastest, there are some pros and cons. The, the pros are they stop development immediately. And this is great for dev times under 10 minutes, and it's, I kind of find it essential for anything under five, which is why I don't usually develop anything under five minutes. The con, yeah, the cons are, I've never experienced these, but they can apparently cause the grain to clump, which I've not, I've not, I don't know what that would really mean. And it may cause some pinholes, but you know, sort of shitty film. It's also a loss of image integrity due to swelling. And honestly, I don't know if that actually means anything. Water is pretty neutral. It's great for longer developing times because it's basically free. And it doesn't stop the development right away, but it will preserve highlights while it develops the shadows a little bit longer. So if that's what you're going for, that will make less contrast. Uh, and it's probably not going to be super noticeable, and it's definitely not something that like Photoshop couldn't fix. So, not a huge deal. So you're saying you'd recommend these for a short time. So, say you're doing like a stock uh, development where you're not diluting the developer, you would probably recommend doing a stop at during those, right? If it's a really short dev, yeah, I really would. Uh, if, it's, if it's like super critical that you, you stop development at this certain time, then yes, definitely. Uh, it it okay. can't hurt. You know, it can't hurt. What makes an acid stop bath an acid stop bath is, of course, the acid. The most, uh, most acid stops there on the market, like the ones you can buy at you know, Freestyle or, or wherever, they use several different kinds of acids. There's glycolic acid, which is from sugar, acetic acid, which is from vinegar, and citric acid, which is from citrus. Uh, <laughs> they all ship in, in concentrates, you mix them with water, and you um, kind of go with that. The, the stock solutions of those are about, have about a you know, pH of 2, and it's, okay. they're not dangerous to touch. Uh, <laughs> 2 pH is about lemon juice, so you know, basically don't get it in your eye and you're fine. But the, the, so the target pH for an acid stop is between 3 and 4. Now that's less acidic than lemon juice because you're watering it down. Uh, indicator stop baths are the same as, as regular acid stop baths, but they have a little added chemical in it that turns a different color when the pH drops below a certain level. Yeah, I have some of that yeah. indicator. It's, so it's like super, like, very, very deep orangey-yellow color. Yeah, it's, it comes in handy when it, and when, when it turns, you know, that you, the, the st and the thing is, it's not that the stop goes bad. So it's basically water. It's probably stoppier than water. Stoppier than water. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so what I, what I do and what I did here is I used vinegar, just store-bought vinegar, the 5% acidic vinegar. And that has a, uh, well, mine had a pH of around 2. And so I added uh, 3 parts water to 2 parts vinegar, and that got the pH to about 3. And so your target pH for your finished stop bath is around 3 to 4, somewhere in there. Uh, so you can reuse this pretty much constantly until the pH drops you know, above 4. So what I also have done is I got a pH meter, because of course I did. <laughs> and that's how I've been measuring this stuff, and I'm kind of having a little bit, oh, I wonder what the pH of this is. Oh, what's the pH of that? Have you been testing everything in your house? I have, yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that is fun. Yeah, now this is all for black and white. Color stop baths 
are a different thing. Now, in a lot of the kits, they don't have stop baths at all. Yeah, there is no stop bath at all. But if you're using, like, like what I use with the ECN2 chemicals, it, Kodak does recommend a stop bath. That stop bath, it's based mm-hmm. on uh, sulfuric acid. And that's something you, you don't really want to drink a lot of that. It's not good for you. Okay. <laughs> so that comes in to, at a pH of 0.8 to 0.1.5. And that's around the strength of stomach acid. Okay. So, but how you use water stop, and you'll be doing this, I'm not sure. Actually, tell me, how do you do a water stop? Me? Yeah. Uh, I pour water in the <laughs> tank. And... A- and well, I usually just let it sit for a minute, but sometimes I do it. I'll fill it up once and then drain it and then fill it up again and then let that sit for a minute. Okay. That's actually what I'm doing right now. Oh, wonderful. Uh, how it's recommended is just pour out the developer with 10 seconds left on the clock. Okay. okay which is actually, I do that. Uh, refill the tank with water and agitate for 10 seconds. Pour out. Repeat, okay. repeat five times. Five times. Interesting. Isn't it? Yeah, I do not do that. You don't do that. No. <laughs> no. So if you want to use a basically you're basically doing it like you would use a normal stop, which is what I'm about yep. to do. My twelve minutes is almost up. I got ten seconds left, so I'm pouring out the developer. And I have a small cut on my finger and I've got some developer in it. Oh no. And that's a lot of fun right now. I'm having a really good time with that. <laughs> So I'm now pouring in my stop bath, which, which I also got in the cut. That's wonderful. Um, and if you're wondering, yes, uh, a stop bath is more acidic and thus more painful than your developer. Oh, thank you for making me laugh. No problem. My pain is your giggles. So right now I'm, I'm stopping with a stop bath. And this has got to be super exciting. Can you guys imagine how exciting this is to be stopping with a stop bath? And one of the cool, one of the cool, and I mean cool, things about a stop bath, about an acid stop, is that leave a little bit in the tank, and then when you pour your fixer in, it preserves the fixer a little longer. So weird. Yeah, because the fixer needs to be at a certain pH. And don't leave a lot in. I mean, like, just don't don't like fling it out. Just like, you know, it's fine the way it is. Some people wash it out for some reason. Don't know why, because that'll water down your fixer. But just a little added bonus. Interesting. Yeah. I have it? a tip. <laughs> How I get my chemicals to uh, the right temperature is I leave a frozen water bottle in my refrigerator, and then I just stick that in the chemicals until it gets to twenty Celsius, and then I. St- Rinse off the water bottle and stick it back in the freezer. It's perfect. I really should do that. <laughs> it's so helpful. I would really it's like so to much do easier. But I don't know if I ever will. Yeah. I, <laughs> Why? I don't. I, I don't know. It's one of those things that I don't think about at all until you mention it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I should do that. And I've had this same water bottle for well since I went came back from my summer trip because that's the only time I bought a bottle, a bottle of water. <laughs> Okay, so you're fixing now. Yep. Okay, I am fixing now as well. It's very exciting. Yay. You fix for five minutes and I fix for five minutes? Is that how it usually goes? I think so. Oh. <sighs> Still burning. Still <laughs> burning. 
How'd you cut your finger? Oh, I don't know. It's, it was a surprise. I wasn't even aware that it was there. No, you know, I'm I'm very aware. Yeah. Very aware. So, so now, you know, next time you think you might have cut yourself, just pour stop apple over your hands and There's, arms and see where they are. It's really the best thing you can do. <laughs> Speaking of weirdness, this is totally a tangent. Um, I look at old newspapers a lot, like old newspapers online, like a lot. And so I saw this ad for, uh, it's a full page ad for something to do with shaving. And I was looking at it, it's like, you know, aftershave. And I was like, okay, this is an old, really cool aftershave look, uh, ad. And I scrolled down, I scrolled down, and they recommended, this was the company's ad, recommended using their product on your face after shaving. That product was Listerine, the mouthwash. Oh, how funny. Yeah. And what's weird is when I worked in a bookstore, there was an old, old guy who used to come in every day and he smelled like Listerine and I never understood why. And so now I'm wondering, is this like a thing? Do people Ooh. like use Listerine as an aftershave splashy, splashy thing? Yeah, why not? I, well, because you smell like Listerine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> one reason. <laughs> So this episode will be coming out in between in between episodes, kind of a week before episode 10. We're um, actually going to be talking a little history. We're going back, dipping into the history Oh, box. yes. Yeah. I, I miss that. I really miss researching. I, I like those uh, episodes the most. I do too. And so... Uh, hopefully everybody else does. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Uh, we will be looking into a, a very interesting photograph that was taken sort of secretly. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah. So if you're curious, it's the Ruth Zimmerman execution. But if you're even more curious, and I hope you are, Vanya, uh, there's a movie that kind of ties into it called Picture Snatcher. It's, I think, 1933. Yes. It's Jimmy Cagney. It's... Hokey and wonderful. It's one of my favorites. Uh, if you are, if you're in a fan of photography movies like we are, I really recommend it. Will you be watching it? I will. Wow, that's cool. Yes, a couple times probably. Wow. You you know me. I have like. <laughs> I get distracted very very easily. I need to watch movies at least twice. Is your fixer done? I have 40 seconds. Really? Oh, because you took a long time as your stop. That's one of the nice things about an acid stop is it's pretty quick. <laughs> it's pretty quick. The water stop takes a little bit longer, which is why I'm now ahead of her. Oh, there's my timer. I'm going to pull my fixer out. Now, there is such a thing as overfixing, but I think you got to like really try to overfix. Kind of like leave it in the tank overnight. But I don't know. Maybe I'll do that next time. We could try it. See what happens. Do you use you use the Ulfred method for washing? Is that correct? For the most part. For the most part, yep. yeah, yeah. I kind of use the lazy Ulfred too. Yeah, I don't like to run water. No. I'm not a big fan of it. No, these people that run like twenty minutes into a into a tank. <laughs> what the fuck do you think you're doing? That's just, that can't be good. That's gotta be loud for you, sorry. 
Again, this is uh, the second episode of Dev Party, and hopefully it's the second episode where we are making you have to pee, like, really badly. <laughs> I'm hoping that you're driving somewhere. Like, oh my god, I have to pee. In traffic, and you have to take it out. <laughs> you have to... <laughs> really? Yank it yeah. out. Yank it out, huh? Nope. That's why you should always drive with an empty bottle. With a cap. Oh, good. Just in case you're listening to Dead Party. Yeah, they just freeze it and, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a chemical temperature. It all comes full circle here for us. It really does. All right. I'm going to open this up and take a picture of my film flower. Ooh, film flower. Since I'm still, I'm still using these stupid plastic reels. Yeah. Okay, so you peeped. Um, do, you have, do you have images? I do not know yet. No. Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have zero images. <laughs> wow. I'm serious. It's totally clear. <laughs> well, that is disappointing. Okay. I will say that I got the words on the top, though. Okay, so it's your camera. Yeah. Wow, so that sucks. <laughs> so basically, that whole LA trip was a failure. <laughs> I'm very sorry. What the heck? I have nothing. Oh my god. Well. Okay, well I guess I'm gonna throw these ones away too. Okay, so you you just developed a roll that had that had nothing on it. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So all the pictures are, are gone. Your whole day that you were shooting. Yes. There's no backup. There's no, you know, cloud storage. They're gone. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Eric. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. It kind of is. I, this was obviously like my first test roll of the 200. Sure. So that's a little alarming because I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Now, these these were test shots. So these weren't like super important. These weren't like portraits of loved ones or something no like that. no not at all they they were just test shots so when you do a roll like this you shoot a roll and you get nothing I mean, this is this happens you know this is oh a, yeah not a common thing but it, it's a thing that happens i with think film. it's starting to happen more because i'm using more expired film yeah i mean that doesn't mean that i don't try to get good images but you just never know so I mean, okay. So you, so film is is a lot of good and, and some bad, yes. and it, I would say it more more than balances out to the good. Absolutely. But still, the bad is, it can be really devastating. It can. It can. How do you how do you keep going? Yeah, it's not like it was the last roll of film I was ever going to shoot. Of course. I, I will probably look more into what happened, and see maybe even shoot the camera again with something else and. And if it works, then maybe just make, since I have a hundred feet of that Tasma, maybe I'll, I'll just do like 10 shots and shoot it again and see what happened. But, you know, we do know that the, the Tasma Micrath, that we will hopefully be, you know, able to sell or, or it, it does work. We know it works. 
Yes. This was just a, a fluke of probably the camera. I guess it was bound to happen that I was going to get an empty roll while we, we were recording, but really, second time. <laughs> second time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Are we keeping score? Because maybe we should be. I seem to be ahead at this point. I guess so. Jeez. <laughs> People who are starting out developing on their own, I mean, they should they should know that that mistakes are going to happen. Yeah. 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 So does like a, a failure like this, uh, like shoot your confidence level or are you pretty much able to pick yourself back up? I feel like I am okay right now. I think that it just makes me more determined to get it right. And yeah. I just want to shoot more of it. So what I'll end up doing is getting off of here and loading like three more rolls of just maybe 10 shots each. And different cameras. Yeah, so I'll do like <laughs> 6, 12, 6, 12, and 25 or something like that in oh, different sure. camera. Yeah, in different cameras. Trying just to dial it in, trying to see where the mistakes were, and and trying mm-hmm. and most importantly, trying to get exposed shots and developed, you know. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah. Eric. <laughs> you know, I'm sometimes helpful, I'm sometimes not. <laughs> I make no guarantees. <laughs> But just to get nothing. Yeah, I mean, not even like a hint of a photo. Nothing. Zero. And that's, it's been a while since that's happened. I mean, this just has nothing, which is just so weird. Especially since we're recording it, because it's like, hey, everybody, here's, here's this Tasmanic Rat 200 that we're talking up. And what happens when you develop it? Nothing. You get a blank roll of film. (laughs) Well, I definitely think that if we do sell these we should probably put them in like a three pack where like hey go ahead shoot this first roll see what happens and then kind of work your way from there yeah so basically this week i will be shooting more of it developing getting images and then hopefully i can we can talk about it during the next episode Well, I guess that's it for uh, the second episode of, of Dev Party. Uh, I, hope, I hope you're okay. Oh, yeah, I'm totally fine. Okay, good. I hope you guys out there are okay, too. I know it's been a pretty <laughs> dramatic time. We usually try to keep things upbeat on these, but damn, this is a downer. Um, so if you guys need some extra help, just, just write in. We, we're here for you. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.